0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We have made it. We have officially made Oh, man, we're close. Tate, maybe we haven't made it. Our COO of the podcast, Master Tate Frazier, is working the board now. Tate, we're taping on Wednesday at 4.30 Pacific Time. We know kickoff starts Thursday around 5.20. We're less than a day away. We're a day and an hour, right? I'm all confused. We're there.
1: Yeah, I know. As soon as Mac Brown came back, football came back. So I'm back. <laughs> I feel like football is here at this point. So uh yeah, it's here officially. Mitchell Trubisky tomorrow night. We finally get some real football. No more preseason, no more, you know, predicting things that we don't know what's gonna happen. And now we can finally see it on the field. So good times.
0: By the way, Trubisky, obviously part of your alma mater, UNC, you saw Carolina and South Carolina play this weekend, right?
1: Yes, I did. And I was not in that brawl that was all over social media with all the uh, fraternity kids fighting each other. I promise I was not in that. I was at the stadium having a great time. And finally, North Carolina finally won their first game. Uh, so now we are on top of the football world. I, yeah, great.
0: That's right. It's a real party now. If um, Really, you should be number one in the country the way I see it. I don't see, <laughs> I don't see in polls at all. But uh, you, didn't, you did not start that ball, brawl then, you said.
1: No, I did not. Thank goodness. Uh, If Harry was there, I would have gotten in the brawl with Harry. But otherwise, (laughs) uh, for no one else.
0: We'll get to him in a second. But I I did bet your time. I knew you were going the game. I don't know why. I bet the Tar Heels first half plus six and a half. I got a bad line. It was seven in other places. I got a plus six and a half. And what do you know? Then you weren't you guys were down seven right at half?
1: We were down seven, and uh, we were down we were down twenty to nine going into. I actually bet the over on the third quarter, and of course Carolina decided to score right uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. Um, So I did not get that, but then I took money line with the heels to start the game. I
0: believed, and uh, they finally delivered. Look at you! That's good. What was that? What did that pay? That was pretty good, right?
1: Yeah, I put fifty on it, and I ended up uh, getting and I ended up getting about two hundred dollars out nice. of it uh,
0: after my losses. So uh, all good. All right, so already there's a winner here on this podcast. We could really stop the season right now, but I can't do that because on the line, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the general trifecta, brother Bry, Harry, and Darren, the Parlay Kid. What's happening, fellas?
2: What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's
0: going on, buddy? I'm excited to talk to each of you. I want to get the big news out of the way first. Uh, our friend Harry, after unsuccessful attempts at landing employment, I think after probably about two months, right, close to two months, um, finally landed yeah. a job, right, Harry? Good, good job by you.
3: I did. I did. Uh, I'm at Odd Shark. Uh, I'll be doing uh, articles, which you can find on there right now. I'm um, actually a writer I'm considered a writer I'm writing articles for them and I'll also be on air uh, Wednesdays and Fridays I haven't named the show for uh, with my co-host Chris Abbott we did a show today so we're trying to find out people on Twitter or whatever want to come up with a name for the show we're trying to come up with one so I'm on with Chris Abbott on Wednesdays when we're talking about NFL and and, uh, and college football and everything like that and then uh, on Friday I'm on with him again on Guys and Bets with Joe Osborne and Chris wow. uh, I guess Under Guys and Bets on Spotify, you can see it, and iTunes. video version will be up tomorrow on YouTube. And last time I checked out, I think these guys are okay. They're okay with me uh, working, and they're fine with As long as the the day-old milk that I have in the fridge, I don't (laughs) throw it out. They're cool with that. So as far as that goes, I'm good to go. Oh,
0: good. All right. Okay, so they're a little more reasonable maybe than your last employer, who, who you still live with. Um, Interesting. All right. Well, that's good. No, I'm glad you got a job. We're all very happy. It's not embarrassing. It's not an embarrassing position, which is good. Not yet, at least. Uh, But it's funny. When I asked you, Harry, I said, well, what are the details surrounding this uh, employment? And you're like, well, I write uh, so many articles a week. I'm going to appear on a podcast, much like you just explained. I have to tweet X amount of times per week. And I said, well, I said to you, um... I was like, well, if you have to tweet, I don't even remember the number. If you tweet X, make sure you're tweeting five times X for everything else because you don't want your account to look like a, an ad. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like you understood that. And then, so I, I think you went out of your way to do, you know, you made some, you reached for a few tweets. You're like, Lamar Miller hurt. Uh, yeah. Brother Bry liked this especially. Lamar Miller <laughs> hurt. Or no, Parley Kid commented. Lamar Miller hurt. Did I mention I have a draft tomorrow? I was like, all right. <laughs> You're trying to. Parley kid wisely points out, like, why would why would that matter? were you, were you planning on taking Lamar Miller early? Uh-huh. Um, well,
3: he's well, what he's not a good player. I don't know. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me. That, and that came off the, that came a half an hour after Andrew Luck announced his retirement. So give me a little credit.
0: Uh, right, yeah, well, well I mean, that would, would Twitter, be the bigger but, story, right? Like, if you said, oh, Andrew Locke, you know, I I know, it. and
3: I tweeted that instantly, and that was the most likes I've ever gotten on a tweet in my life. All right, so either way, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm trying to comment, like, you, you you had it the right way, you're doing you're doing regular tweets, and then it just became, like, a real, just... You, you ended up pinning everything to Odd Shark at the end. Everything is on Odd Shark at the end. You, like, uh... Uh, I don't know. Like a,
3: Those guys are nicer to me, man.
0: <laughs> I know, but you have regular tweets. Like They're
3: really nicer to me.
0: Nicer than who? <laughs> I'm not saying you should put against the odds on everything. I'm just saying you, maybe if you go out to dinner with your girlfriend, I'm like, hey, I just tried the blooming Onion at Odd Shark. Like, I don't know. You don't, you don't need to put it for real. Tate, will you teach this guy, Tate, okay. something about Twitter? I love
1: it, Harry. Brand loyalty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't want to make this a company ha- man harry has a job that's what's important uh good luck
3: i have a job that's great
0: there you right go. find <laughs> him on odd shark uh darren the parlay kid big week for us i kind of knew i think we all knew that uh jerry would cave sign zeke didn't want yep. this trouble going into the regular season um, Cowboys are still a solid nine for over under win total. NFC nine to one, Super Bowl twenty to one, division plus one thirty, which I think is kind of a steal. What do you what do you think? Any surprises here, and how does this affect their future and near future?
2: Yeah, so I think uh, well one, I'm glad to have Zeke in the fold. I mean, uh, listen, we've talked about it. Uh, what are you going to do? He's got to be here. Uh, sometimes I I swear I really think. Most sometimes this is all about just missing training camp mm-hmm. and not having to deal with the day to day stuff uh, with some of these guys. Uh, it does seem, what do we think about this deal? Does it seem to be, it depends on who I read, but some of the things I'm reading seem to think it's a, actually a pretty team friendly deal. Um, but then some of the cowboy haters out there will say, oh, the cowboys are screwed now with this deal. So, I, I can't really figure it out yet. I got to look into it a little bit more. It doesn't seem to change too many the odds on the Cowboys mm-hmm. uh, for what you know what they're trying to do. I think uh, I still think um, they could be right in the mix with the division title with uh, the Eagles. Uh, they're still sitting at twenty to one uh, for the Super Bowl odds. I don't think that's really changed. I think everybody really assumed that that Zeke would eventually be in the fold, right. especially uh, when it got to crunch time. Anyway, so uh, I think. Uh, I'm curious to what they're going to do with him this week. I wonder if they'll, uh, if he's going to, you know, get uh, his customary 20, 25 carries. Have we heard any word on that, Sal? Have you heard anything? About I don't that know. Yet? I think
0: they're Where, setting. Or are they going to kind
2: of slow play this? A little his
0: bit? over under rushing yards is like 80, 89, 84, hmm. I think. 84, and he normally wow. gets 89. Okay. So I, probably 15 to 17 carries. You think Pollard might get yeah. more touches than <laughs> normal?
2: But, yeah, I think that would make sense. I think that would make sense.
0: Yeah, but I, the people who hate the deal this week anyway. People who hate the deal are the ones that hate signing uh, running backs to long-term deals. Is it real? Honestly, it's it's however you fall on that side of the argument. You know, it's like so.
2: Yeah, it really is. Uh, but what What are the Cowboys gonna do? You're not gonna. This guy's not gonna play. Right. They couldn't go right. down that road. Uh, this is a you know they're a win now type of team. I know they're still young at some spots, but they're still, I think. They're a win right now type of team, right. so you had to do it, and um I'm glad he's here. I'm not a huge personal fan of him, mm-hmm. but uh, he's a super talented running back so let's uh let's get out of it. Let's
0: beat the crap out of the Giants this week yeah, we'll be talking about that game in a minute now uh Bry. you're a big Raiders fan I don't know I don't know if they're a win now team. I don't know what to make of them uh, hard knocks concluded <laughs> concluded last night um. I generously, because you're a fan, I don't know why. I, I gave it a C, C-plus for the whole year. I don't think a whole lot happened. And, and thank God that helmet thing happened, because if, if not for that, I don't know what they would have done. Um, Brother Bri, you're a fan. What did you, what do you th- take from hard knocks? Did you like it? Did you want to move on or off the uh, over six wins a year?
4: Well, I thought it was terrible. Mm. I, I think you're being generous when you said to give it a C yeah, because I, I said at best, it was probably a D. I mean, it was, the, to me, it was the worst season of hard knock ever. It was so boring. And like, why are the Raiders boring? They should never be boring mm-hmm. with, with Bruden and, and Antonio Brown. I mean, if you, you think back of all the hard knock seasons, I mean, the Miami Dolphins were on it and they had Joe Philbin who had no personality and that season was even better. Right. I, I mean, I it it was really weird. I mean, even, like, Carr was focused on, like, early in the season, and then they never showed him again. I, I mean, you you would think by watching this, there was, like, six or seven guys on the team. Like, Josh Jacobs, their rookie running back, he didn't even see his face the whole time. You saw him so for a second, he had a, on, yeah. had a hoodie on,
0: yeah.
4: He had a hoodie. He had a hoodie, you couldn't even see his face. But you didn't learn any. The only thing that was good was the knock-on wood part. That was it this is the last year in Oakland that they could have focused on the history of the Raiders on Al Davis. They could have done something, but it was, I was, I, I came into it being so excited for it, but really, like episode two was probably the only episode that was good. Everything else was super
0: boring. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, and worse than all of it is, I think they squandered an opportunity because now we can't see them next year in Vegas. That would have been the that would have been the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, dragging Gruden to the Thunder from down under or something—just anything, anything would have been. Maybe <laughs> use the Lions this year. That would have been a mess, and then and the Raiders next year, but. Unfortunately, I don't know. And the other thing is you never know what the behind-the-scenes footage. Maybe Gruden didn't allow some things. Maybe the NFL didn't allow yeah. some things. Yeah. You don't know what's cut. But sure. from from uh, insider talk, it didn't seem like uh, there was a lot hidden there. Um want to give the email out. odds at gmail.com. We're looking for new entrance into our sports gambling. What is it, Harry? Oh, the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. It's in Pahrump. It's looking good, getting up there. We have about a dozen dozen residents there, dozen people who uh, have qualified. Give us your best gambling story, your worst gambling story. We will decide um, if you are eligible. Now, the rest of the show, we're going to give uh, Heisman picks. We let a week go by to see. We never did it in the offseason. But a week go by, saw some of the passers, some, some of the running backs. We'll each make a value pick. Uh, I'll take a ride on the Captain Morgan's Riverboat Casino. We're going to go over best bets. And right now we're going to break down the three big games of the week, starting with the giants and the Cowboys Cowboys minus seven total holding at 45, 45 and a half. We'll use, uh, this is a fun one. Harry, you're a giants fan, Parley, kid and I diehard Cowboys fans. How do you see it going?
3: Well, I got the giants plus the seven. I'm going to make a case for them uh, this week. Uh, they only lost by seven last year to Dallas, and Barkley only ran for 28 yards. He's going to get a lot more than that on Sunday. Uh, he had 14 receptions, though, so, so maybe he can pound the ball a little bit, running the ball more against Dallas' front uh, front five. I think uh, also Dallas has not. Laying the seven is a tough play here because in the last three times Dallas has played home against the Giants, the most points they scored was 19. So it's been tight defensive teams. Uh, when they play it in Dallas. Uh, I think Eli's going to come out and fire the ball. I think he's going to make some plays. Uh, he had a pretty good preseason, and I think he's going to make plays. But the game, player of the game isn't going to be Eli. It's not going to be Barkley, I'm telling you. I'm going to call it right here. Sterling Shepard goes off. He makes play after play. He'll have 10 receptions for over 100 yards. He's going to score a touchdown. Giants, 23-21. <laughs>
0: We can laugh, oh, guys. So you, that, but, that was a And I have to
3: mention, by the way, just just why not take in, the Giants'
2: uh, money line then? What,
3: what was you know what, what kind of training is Zeke having to do in Cabo? I mean, he he looks. I know I probably shouldn't be saying it, but uh, I'm not one to say. But he looked a little chubby when he got into the airport.
0: <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't be saying it. You're right. What What do you mean? He had like sweatshirts on and stuff. What What do you mean? He looked chubby? Uh,
2: he's got he his cheeks are pretty chunky. All right, oh, he that got the world's biggest head. Mm, I, don't know, be too.
0: I don't know about this. By the way, I want your official take on the Giants quarterback, just so that there's no uh, misinterpretation. You want to start with Eli. You want him to be the starter of the whole season, correct?
3: If he's the starter all season, the Giants are right there for the playoffs.
0: Oh, my God. Very weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, correct you on something. Cowboys, when they're favored by six or more points, 12-0 uh, and 0 in the last 12, and 9-3 and 3 against the spread. Now, I will say this for you. The Giants... Somehow, miraculously, the most road covers in 2018, they had seven. I guess that makes them seven and one. So, uh, all right, I think it's going to be going good one. Paul, they only, they only lost, they
3: lost eight games by seven points or less.
0: What's that? Pretty good.
3: They, the Giants lost eight games by seven points or less. They were in these games
0: yeah. last year. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't trust it. They have, like, defenders that didn't play, like, the last 18 months. They have nine of 11 defending stars. I, I, I don't – you know, I'm the same way. I don't think it's going to be about – Zeke and Dak and everybody. I think the defense is going to kill Eli. He's yeah. just not as patient in yep. the pocket anymore, and you're going to see. You're going to see it. You, I hope I'm right. Parley Kid. you're staying away from the uh, – you're going total. You're staying away from the side.
2: Yes, Sal. Uh, I'm still not sure if Harry – he took the seven, right? He took the plus seven, but he's saying yep. the Giants are going to win. Right. Is that what he basically just said? Yep, yep. Right? Yep. So I predicted 23-21. Um, sure. Okay. All so right. I'll take the seven. Uh, all right, excellent. Okay, you gotta get it. I like it. I like it, Harry. It's, it's fine. Uh but so let's let's look at the under here, under forty five and a half points. Um the last three years this game, which hey and, uh, NFL, can we get a little bit more creative? Do we have to watch the Dallas Cowboys play the Giants every opening night? Like is there, Does it have to be that way every opening night? Yeah, well at least like it's on on Sunday. not on
0: Sunday. It's on at night this year, yeah. That's the one difference.
2: Yeah, that, that is true. I, I should just say opening day because, I don't know, I'm getting a little tired of the matchup the first week. Um, but the last three times they've played last year, uh, game one, 20 to 13, obviously went under. Uh, 2017, 19 to 3, went under. And in 2016, 20 to 19, went under. So the last three times these teams have met on opening day, the game has gone under. And, Sal, like you said, why is it going to go under this time? This Dallas defense is the strength of their team. They fly all over the place. Uh, They're going to make life very difficult on Eli. And the Cowboys run the ball a lot. So because they run the ball a lot, they don't sometimes put up uh, those uh, magnificent amount of points. Okay. So uh, I like this game going under the 45-and-a-half. I could really see the Cowboys winning this game. 24-17 24-17 or somewhere in that area, maybe a little bit more comfortable, like 24-13, this game's going to go under. Let's let's All take right. that.
0: I like that. Uh, yeah. Listen, here, here's how it goes. It is the defense. They're going to create a lot of hassle for uh, for Eli Manning, who Harry, th- for this year he wants him starting. In years past, he definitely has not wanted Eli Manning uh, under center there. It's
2: so strange. Yeah. Well, yeah, kid, though, You true.
0: mentioned uh, the under in <laughs> five of the last six, actually, between these two and the under in all three season openers in the Dak-Zeke era. I see 28-13. I I disagree, Paulie kid. I I know normally I'm sick of it. I'm glad it's not a night game. I think let's do it. Let's get it out of there. Let's get the Cowboys rolling. Take the Giants out of any – get any idea out of their head that they're going to be in this division race. That's it. Just blow them out. I think it's a close game early, 14-13. We score one in the third. We score one in the fourth. 28-13. 28-13. You look at Barkley's numbers. He rushes for like 20 yards less per game when it's against the Cowboys versus uh, the, the rest of the league. 28-13. Cowboys win. Sure, Take that, Harry. They blow it open late. Um, game number two, Tate's Panthers home, getting three against the Rams. Sean McVay, we met him. We all love him. The over-under is 50. Tate, I'm going to go to you first. You feeling good about this?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. I like the uh, I like the way that Cam is talking about the team right now. Says he's going to be healthy. That's pretty much the main thing to watch out for. But I'm excited to see McCaffrey. Obviously, had a big year last year. Was about I think it was like 130 yards shy of being the third player in NFL history with a thousand rushing and a thousand receiving in the same season. I expect McCaffrey to have a big game in this game. But I do think the Rams are a better team. So if I was going to take it, uh, I would probably All take right. the Rams. Oh, interesting.
0: Feeling pretty good, but you're taking the Rams.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, it's not a bad loss for the Panthers to lose week one. Sometimes when they start out hot, uh, things go awry,
0: a uh, lot last The Panthers, are, uh, they're predicted to win eight games, eight and eight. I think they're over under is eight. Rams are 10 and a half. Is that right? We're between 10 and 11. So I guess this line makes sense. I'll say this. The Sharps love the Panthers plus three, and they love the Jaguars plus like four or four and a half against the Chiefs. So they're predicting yeah. one of those upsets. Brother Bri, the br- the brothers disagree here. Brother Brian, you're all over uh, Tate's Panthers.
4: Yeah, come on, Tate. What the hell? How can you not back the Panthers here? Plus three. Reverse I, I don't, jinx. It, the Rams. It, when you look at the Rams three, though, it seems it seems too easy that it won't happen. Like you said, the sharps are all over this, so the squares are all over the Rams right now. But the numbers definitely favor the Panthers here in this matchup. They're really good in week one. They're four and one against the spread in their last five openers. They're six and one in their last seven against the Rams, although you could say that doesn't really mean anything from a while ago when the Rams sucked. But they're nine and four against the spread in their last 13. As a home underdog, they're four and one against the spread in the last two. So, again, I don't know. It doesn't really sound right, but for as good as the Rams might be, as good as they are, um, you know, they didn't really – I don't know if any of the starters really played a minute in the preseason. So it's going to take some time. It's similar. Like when the Rams came out against the Raiders last year, they were flat and that was the Raiders and the Raiders played outstanding against them in the first half. So I'm expecting a close game here. Again, it doesn't sound right, but but take the Panthers plus three and, and oh, feel pretty confident about man, it. Man,
0: just don't know. I just you know what? I, I think like week one on the road <laughs> is not as big a deal. You're not in the grind of the schedule where you're looking to get to your buy or anything. You know they could have been they could have been nine days in uh, Carolina. It would have been fine. You don't have to worry about travel so much. McVeigh, I will say against the spread as a favorite, only 15, 14 and one in non-division games. 11, 12 and one. He's right in the middle of the road, as, as good a money line play as they've been. But Parley kid, I don't Cam, two shoulder surgeries. I need to see something out of him. I don't know. I think that that defense yeah. is going to be overwhelming. He's facing the best player in the game. And Aaron Donald, they they have Fort's thirty plus turnovers, like Chicago, Cleveland. Those are the only other teams to do that. Uh, three teams yeah. last year. Hook me up. Why are the Rams giving three? Why are they going to blow them out?
2: Well, Rams minus three is plus 105, too. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a nice number right there. Uh, and so, you know, I'm taking I'm everything Rams this year. Uh, as you know, with all the prop bets I've put in and stuff like that, a lot of Rams action for me. Uh, contrary to what Brian said, he gives good stats. Well, we could find stats to kind of argue that, some of those as well. The Rams are 4-0 against the spread versus their last four NFC opponents. Uh, Cam Newton is 12-13 and 13 in his career in September. Uh, Sean McVeigh, in his last his two week ones with the Rams, Sal, he's 2 0. Oh. Combined score, 79 wow. to 22, uh, is what McVeigh has done in week one. Uh, you know, he saves, it, he saves it up in the preseason. He doesn't show anything, he's not showing anything. They're going to come out firing on all cylinders. I know this is a, a cross country trip, early start. Sometimes that's a factor, okay? But Aaron Donald's going to make life a living hell for Cam Newton. Uh, this offense just has too much firepower for the compared to the Panthers' offense. Uh, so I like them minus three at the plus 105. Worst case, you're getting a, a push with that minus uh, three there. No, so, so, I like um, it, too. Let's, let's look at the Rams right there. They're yeah, winning this I, game.
0: I agree. I think that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at all the matchups. Offensively, I like the Rams. I like the coach, McVay, over Riverboat Ron. I like the defense going to put pressure. Right. I like every single matchup. I think they're too much, too much uh, on the road. Uh, whatever. They're going to play. I, I don't care about too many. Unless you're the Giants going on the road who are going to get absolutely hammered. It doesn't really matter. Three points. If you if you like the Rams to maybe make it to the, back to the Super Bowl, take the three or buy it down to two and a half. I think that's a pick. I don't know, Tate. I, I really thought you'd be more confident.
1: I, uh, I, you know, I'd be more confident if it wasn't the Rams and we didn't meet Sean McVay, right. you know what I mean? So once we, once we talked to Sean McVay, I decided that they're probably yeah, going right. to beat the Panthers. So I'm going to stick with my gut there. Uh, but I hope Cam plays well. That's all I really care about. I want to see his shoulder. I want to see him run. I want to see him, you know, make some out passes and, uh, and let's see if he's hundred percent because he deserves to be. There and I hope go. he is. All right.
0: Our third game we want to preview. That's is a Sunday night game. Now, a lot of people, Bill Simmons, one saying this should be the Thursday night game. Um, they're doing a weird, they're doing a thing. It's a hundredth year of the NFL. So they go in green Bay, Chicago, biggest rivalry in football. We'll get to that a little later too. But, uh, so the Steelers and Patriots are stuck on Sunday night. The Pats laying five and a half totals 51. Um, Harry, you're not taking the uh, side. You're going total here. This is Belichick Brady in openers, Belichick Brady, 14 and four, eight, eight and two against the spread. But you don't, uh, you don't like either side, right?
3: No, nah, I'm going to go uh, under 51 in this game. So uh, last year they played a pretty boring game when the total was like 55. game was 17-10 to 10 last year. Uh, the last four regular season games, uh, these two have played. game has not gone over 51 points. I think this is going to be a lot of defense here. Uh, New England acquired defenseman Michael Bennett to make some plays up front. And like uh, uh, about a month ago on a podcast, uh, I touted rookie uh, Chase Winowitch from uh, Michigan. He had like 34 tackles for losses in uh, his uh, uh, last two seasons at Michigan. Um, I think a lot of times uh, Smith Schuster is going to be double teamed now. He's not going to get the yards, the almost 1,300 yards he got last year. I think it's going to be a tough season for Penn. Um, so uh, with, without having Antonio Brown there, I think he's going to have to do a lot of things himself. But at 37 years old, I don't think he can. I think, uh, like I said, I think a lot of Pats defense is going to be the main part of the game. Uh, the Pats tight end situation is still a little bit in question with two new, no-name, really guys. So I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Sony Michelle and a bunch of and the rest that run the ball for New England. I think they grind it out. I think they win maybe 24-16, 24-17. Pats Steelers.
0: Mm, all right. Well, you touted Winovich. You also touted another rookie on the Patriots, Nikhil Harry, who we don't even know if he's going to sniff the field now, right? Brother Bri, What's is he on PUP? What, what's the deal with him?
4: Injured reserve, right, Harry? Uh, Harry's been touting him for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm telling you, he's not, he's not even
3: injured. not even injured. I don't think
4: but, he's even
0: injured. What do you mean? Oh. He's not playing to spite you? I mean, you,
4: you, you were even more yeah, then you're even more <laughs> off on him. Yeah, okay, maybe so, but he, I don't even think so. This
0: is not the Br- Belichick way, by Listen, the way. The, I'm, I'm The, more the way interested. he does it is, you are injured and you don't, you're not reported as injured. So this would be interesting uh, new development. Look,
3: I'm more interested in this. If this is two months or three months now with this bromance between TPK and McBay, I'm not sure. <laughs> three months now.
0: All right, brother Brian, you agree with Harry? It's been, a months,
3: you, sorry. It's been a couple months, Harry. Been a couple months.
0: A couple with, months. with who, Jeep <laughs> Barley Kid and who? Oh, McMahon. Oh, I see. Oh, I know. Brother Brian, you agree with Harry? Oh. That's not much fun, but give us your reasons why it's going under uh, fifty-one.
4: Uh, I know, I know. I feel bad. I feel bad for the listeners here that we're both on the same side. I, I do really like the under, though. I feel like the Pats really last year. They went back to their identity from the early Brady days when they really run, ran the ball. They played defense. Look, the last three regular season games, the total between these two are 27, 51, 43. Uh, not as much offense as you'd expect. The Pat unders last year went 11 and five. Pittsburgh Unders went five and one in their last six road games last year. Pat's only gave up about 20 points, which was good for seventh in the NFL last year. So, I think, again, because this is week one, I think these teams are going to be a little conservative, try and try and get their QBs out of their healthy, run the ball, like Harry was saying, just kind of grind it out. Again, we haven't I – mean, I will agree with Harry on this, too. We we, we know the Pats offensively aren't as good with Gronkowski there. Um, I know they have a lot of other weapons, but I'd be interested to see week one, especially what happens. So um, I probably would play the Pats, too uh, – Minus the five and a half, but I think I'm definitely going. I'm under so bummed.
0: You know, by the way, I don't have a definitive pick. We we previewed this because it's one of the best games, but I, I see it like twenty seven twenty three, probably Patriots, which lands right close to the total on the side. So I, I think it's a stay away from top to finish. But I'm already bummed about this Patriots team. You know, uh, Nikhil Harry's fake injury uh, aside, um, that, that he has a lot of weapons. I know he's they're not as good with Al Kronkowski, but. I kind of like what they do. Like, Brady is not left empty-handed. He's going to be fine, I think. And that's secondary. The fact that their defense is good, they're supposed to have a top five secondary, kills me. McCourty, Jackson, uh, Gilmore. Like Harry said, you know, you're going to get a double team. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not going to be as free as he was last year. You got that Patrick Chung. I got all kinds of drugs running through these guys' systems now. Who knows what they're going to put up um, Sunday night. But, yeah, I see it 27-23. I think Ben struggles a little early gets off to a late set. That's the thing with week one. You know, By the way, some of these teams may need two weeks to adjust out of the gate. Um, so you're going to see a lot of teams who, who are usually have a lot of firepower offensively maybe you don't have a touchdown this second quarter. So who knows what's going on. You don't, This is not necessarily game 18 of uh, last year's regular season. might take a little time to get going. So I don't mind the, uh, the under pick. I do have a close 27-23. Um, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Tate, do you have any thoughts on Patriots-Steelers other than it's going to be shitty to come to work Monday if the Patriots win?
1: Yeah, it'll be shitty on Monday for sure, no matter what, because the Patriots are probably going to win this game. I think uh, I'm more interested to see what the Steelers look like. I know Juju Smith-Schuster got brought up by Harry. I want to see what it's like when he's the number one guy and Ben has to rely on him. What that relationship looks like. So I'm actually going to be watching more of the Steelers than I am the Patriots, just to see what this new iteration with Mike Tomlin looks like, and if uh, you know Big Ben can get Juju on his side and get get things rolling again, like it's you know the old days of the Antonio yeah. Brown. So. That's uh that's my main watch. I'm not even gonna watch the Patriots. Uh, I'm gonna keep my eyeballs. It's a little closed.
0: misleading because their first eight games are against uh, non 2018 playoff teams, but this is the one. Steelers, you know, close enough to a playoff team. This is the one. Shake them up a little, Pittsburgh. Come on, Tomlin. Never been under 500. Don't start now. Don't start with an L. Uh, all right, let's take a break and then we will go over Heisman Trophy picks. <laughs> For over 20 years, DirecTV has been the exclusive home to NFL Sunday Ticket, the only way to get every live game every Sunday. Good news, NFL fans. DirecTV has expanded the service. If you live in an apartment or area where DirecTV service is not available, you can now get NFL Sunday Ticket without a satellite. To see if you're eligible, go online to NFL nflsundayticket.tv and stream every NFL Sunday Ticket game this season to follow your favorite team no matter where you live. Use promo code RINGER, R-I-N-G-E-R, at checkout to save 15% Exclusive student discounts also available. And today's episode also brought to you by Floor & Decor. Don't miss out. Floor & Decor is the only one-stop flooring shop that keeps general contractors, flooring specialists, and renovation experts ahead of the game. Thanks to their fully stocked warehouse of hard surface flooring, no job is too big. Job lot quantities of tile wood and stone are in stock and available for convenient worksite delivery. And their dedicated pro services team is here to help make it easy for you to run your business, offering everything from 14 day product storage to financing solutions to express pickup, sign up for pro premier rewards and you'll automatically rack up points that you can exchange for prizes. Plus, you'll have access to over 15 discounted services to help you grow your business. Explore your local floor and decor and discover how quality flooring products at everyday low prices can completely change your game. Visit flooranddecor.com today to locate the floor and decor nearest you and score savings and service you won't find anywhere else. That's flooranddecor.com. All right, we're back on Against All Odds. Uh, We got a week in the books for the NCAA, it's football. All the top teams won. Pretty convincingly, not, not a ton of scares. Of course, I had, like, Tennessee on a money line parlay. That killed me. Otherwise, you could have probably gone with most other teams. Um, most other chalk, I should say. They, the odds did not really move. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, not that great a start. Uh, first multi-pick game in his career. Still the favorite, at plus 250, Clemson's quarterback. Uh, Tua, Tagovailoa, plus 250. Also, they're gonna let the betters decide who's who's gonna be between those two. But there are all of a sudden other candidates. Jalen Hurts, eight to one odds, came out throwing, my God, crazy, crazy numbers for Oklahoma. Uh fields for Ohio State, 16 to 1. Etienne, who Harry had at four Harry, you had him at 45 to 1 odds.
3: No, I got him the day. Oh, at 35. 35. Right. I
0: think you were talking about him at 45, and then 35, and now.
3: I was. Me and you both said a month ago that a month ago you both we both said that we liked It's not bad. At 22-1
0: to one. One, it's not bad. He went crazy. I mean average like 17 yards a carry or something crazy. He's not going to keep that up. But um, all of a sudden there could be some discussion between it's not guaranteed that Trevor Lawrence wins it if, if, if you go with a Clemson guy. And Fromm, who I think we all like from uh, Georgia, is at 22-1. to one. Let's start with you, Harry. Are you going to stay with uh, Etienne? Uh, yeah, I am. But you know, I think... Uh,
3: some, a couple people, real quick, to look at, uh, Sal. Uh, I think this is like a knockout game for the Heisman. Uh, my boy, Sammy E, is at like 33 to 1, and quarterback LSU from LSU, Joe Burrow, is 33 to 1. Burrow had a big game. He, he made a big move, five touchdowns. Sammy had four. Um, I think this is going to be, uh, it's going to hurt Sammy E and the Heisman down the stretch, uh, even if they do win this game, because I think they're going to lose two games. The defense is really soft. But this might be a knockout game for these two guys in terms of the Heisman. My boy, Shea, at 28 to 1, Shea Patterson. Had a solid game, three touchdowns, no mistakes. Like I said, keep leading Michigan undefeated. He'll be there for the Heisman talk, but NTN at 22-1 to 1 right now, like you said, Sal, 35-1. to 1. Uh, He had 200 yards at halftime, three touchdowns against Georgia Tech conference game, uh, and Lawrence didn't do himself any favors. Like you said, two picks, only 168 yards uh, passing. So uh, if Lawrence doesn't play special against A&M this week and NTN goes off again, really getting right. closer. Uh,
0: Harry picked like six guys there, but I think he still likes at the end at a uh, 22 to one and go with that. Uh, Brother Brian, yeah. you're all over the college stuff. What do you see? What jumps out at you? Uh,
4: yeah, I love it. Um, I do. Yeah. I do find it funny though. Harry, Harry has touted like 10 different guys over the last month uh, for high Got to cover my bases,
0: boys. Guys, we have to be nicer to him. If we we uh, want him to write about us on Twitter, we have to be be a lot nicer to him.
4: But, yeah, it's interesting. I I mean, I did think, I thought Tua would leave Brock Lawrence a little bit there. I mean, Lawrence definitely with that shaky start. But I, the only thing I would say, you know, the, the big game, obviously, is this weekend for Lawrence. He has to put up a monster game like Harry was saying. So, but again, even though their schedule is soft, so I don't, I don't know if I love Lawrence anymore mm-hmm. already. And then the thing is with Tua, all his numbers were great. I do think his stats are going to suffer a little bit this year because of Sarkeesian. I was even, I had bet Alabama all over the place in that game, and I was even worried early in the first half. I was just like their play calling; it seemed just a little bit slower this year. I know they lost Loxley, the the offensive coordinator, to Maryland, so. He always worried me when he was the Falcons offensive coordinator. So, uh, I don't know. I think his numbers come down a little bit. They want to keep him healthy. So, I'm worried about that. So, when I'm looking at value, Hurts Hurts look great. But I'm going to look at Fields at 16-1. Look, put up great numbers the other day against Florida Atlantic. He's going to put up great numbers in Ryan Day's offense going to have a ton of primetime games and all that he's I, I just think what's going to end up happening he's going to have a huge monster game and they're going to probably beat the shit out of michigan again in the last week of the season and that's going to get a lot of eyeballs so i think at 16-1 I, I see this at some point it's on him coming down to like seven eight to one throughout the season so i think there's some value here i like 16-1. that too
0: i think he'll be around uh for a while the last game of the season is against michigan so he could be he could be top three or four until then anyway, so that'll help. Uh, Joel Klatt came on today and said that he didn't like what he saw out of Fields, aside from those first few drives, but I don't know. They're up 21 nothing, almost immediately. Apparently, he wasn't that great in the pocket, but that's, that's a tough game to uh, to judge or, or misjudge Fields, as it may be. Yeah. Um, Parley Kidd, I think we're in agreement here. Who's your Heisman Trophy winner? N- not much of a shot yeah. here, but uh, not much of a reach here, but...
2: Yeah, you know, so I normally like the the long odds got type of guys. I, I, I normally go that way, but I don't see anybody else uh, other than Tua here. It's still still at plus 250. Uh, I think that's a bargain still. I think in a few weeks from now, he might be sitting at minus you know minus 150 or somewhere in there. And I think still, as long as you're seeing a plus still in front of uh, that, his number, you should jump on him. 26 for 31 last week, 336 yards, four touchdowns. I think you're going to expect to see those numbers on a consistent basis, because those are the numbers we saw on a consistent basis last year. They're kind of right in line with what he did last year. You know, this puts him on pace to get his 4,000 yards uh, passing and 40-plus touchdowns uh, this weekend. Uh, Is it New Mexico State that they're playing? Uh, You know, he's going to put up uh, good numbers against those guys, but he'll be out probably halfway through the third quarter. Uh, but then South Carolina, Southern Miss, Mississippi—teams uh, they're going to beat up on. But no matter who he seems to play, he seems to put up the same type of numbers uh, week in and week out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence—I I can't even—I can't even believe that they're still uh, even on these odds because Lawrence was was pretty pretty terrible the other day, as a matter of fact. And I, my apologies to Jalen Hurts—I um, was a little skeptical about maybe how he would perform uh, for Oklahoma. Uh, I didn't think he was as dynamic as uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, but that being said, it's one game. But he did something that Murray never did. Murray had a historic season last year, and Hurts put up over 500 total yards, something Murray never did yeah. once
0: uh, yeah. for the Sooners yeah, last so you year. Like to, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll say that's about Hurts. Gr- 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 great numbers. Yeah good for him but this lincoln riley is a genius right i mean this, this is crazy already what he's doing with these quarterbacks i guess so have like three in yeah. a row is, I, yep. I, at some point he should treat it like he's all right i'm putting on a clinic i want 5% of everyone's signing bonus all these quarterbacks that i graduate through because this is getting stupid <laughs> like how many like steve point. Spurrier didn't even really really do this when he had the uh, high powered florida offense that he kind of oh. vitalized every every offensive um, scheme in football but uh, I'm with you, Parlay kid. I like Tua. I think he had 43 touchdown passes last year, ended up with 46 rush, yeah. you know, plus the three rushing, 46. Like you said, he's on pace to do it again this year. Is this guy going to have 92, 95 touchdowns in two years and not win the Heisman Trophy? I mean, that's that's despicable. That's that's my thought, yeah, too. It, yep, it, absolutely. It, it, do, it, against the You're SEC, right. like they, they graduate the most defensive players to the NFL, out of anybody. Now, I know he, yep. people could say, well, look what happened when he faced Clemson. Like, well, first of all, this is a regular season um, award. so, And I just think you can't have close to 100 touchdowns in two years and not get it. You know, he's not North Dakota State here. Um, I think right. the voters like him, too. I think he had like 299 first. But just, Murray just had so much steam he picked up towards the last few weeks last year. Tags yep. had 299 yes, first did. place votes, 1871. Overall, Tate, you have uh, which channel you watch? Which game are you watching? Or which quarterback or running back?
1: I, uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of on, uh, you know, I was excited to see Lincoln Riley and that Oklahoma team. And obviously, you know, I'm kind of pulling for Hurts a little bit because I, you know, that journey that he's been on is pretty impressive. And, Honestly, after that game, I thought to myself, "Well, Hurts should be the number one guy." But then after the game, when he gave all the commentary about how bad they played and how many uh, you know mistakes they made, it made me think that Oklahoma might not mm-hmm. be good enough to uh, to get him to the promised land to win the Heisman. And obviously, they've won two in a row, so that kind of hurts him. So, in that sense, I'm going to go back to uh, the, the guy that took his job in Tua, and and I sort of believe in Tua at plus yeah. two fifty.
0: Yeah, he's got to be there. He's got to be. Boy, by the way, if you've seen that Jerry Judy play wide receiver, he's phenomenal. He's just a great highlight mm-hmm. reel. Every week is fun to watch. I mean, he's not, doesn't have a chance to win, but, uh, all right, let's move on to our sponsor segment. Captain Morgan's make-believe riverboat casino each week. The degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. I mentioned earlier, Green Bay, Chicago kicks off in 24 hours, uh, probably a lot less after you're listening to this, but it is seen as the greatest rivalry in football. Um, I don't know. I mean, I get it. I get that both teams hate each other. I get the geography of it. But I also feel like I've been on this earth for half a century, and they've both been good for three of those years, right, Harry? I mean, I I just think of Harry's uh, obese half-wit brother is is a big Bears fan, and I remember him screaming about them, and they just suck every year. Do you remember them both?
3: Every – I mean, it's – it, it, since 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 they, since they won uh, with the Super Bowl in, what, 86 or what, yeah. 85, 86, uh, yeah. is it is it fair to say, what's that, the 15, 35 years? Out of those 35 years after that, they were really good maybe four years?
0: Yeah, and I just like, Three? as far as Big right? Bears-Packers games, what do you remember? They met in the playoffs a few years ago, and I think um, Cutler was hurt. Rodgers went there to Soldier Field. Todd Collins came in; he was bad. They put like Caleb Haney in. He brought them within. I think they won twenty-one-seven. The Packers. I don't know. I don't remember. You guys remember too many Green Bay Bears games that were uh, that awesome? Like well, this rivalry kicks everybody's yeah. ass. But you oh,
3: said so that that NFC Championship game between yeah. uh, in Chicago between when uh, uh, was it, it was just it was it was just a blah blah game too. Like Bears didn't seem to be into it. Green Bay controlled the whole game. Cutler stunk and was being a puss. No, Cutler,
0: that was he got hurt. I mean, he got hurt early, I think. Yep, but.
3: I know, but he was being a push. Oh, he could have went see. back in. He was riding that bicycle oh, on the he, side
0: the whole time. He was, he was pulling didn't him go to back kill in. arrows, and even yeah, look like yeah, he wanted to. Um, well, anyway, the captain, yeah. Captain Morgan, he's, he's <laughs> made us. He's made us examine uh, rivalries before. I think we did the most lopsided rivalries. We showcased Army Navy and some others, but. He, this is what he wants us to do. Now, this is, takes a lot of thought. Now, you could go best rivalry in sports, and you'll talk forever about a million teams. And he's narrowed it down so that we can only, only have to talk about like 100, 150 teams um, playing each other. But over a five-year period, the captain wants to know which is the greatest rivalry in sports. And here's the odds he's put up. Michigan, Ohio State, early to mid-70s, 3-1 to one odds. Yankees, Red Sox, early to mid-aughts, 2000, 2005, right in there, 9-2 to two odds. UNC Duke late 80s early 90s seven to one odd Tate I'm sure you'll have something to say about that Lakers Celtics mid 80s nine to one odds and field because there are so many out there the field only pays five to two um, brother Bry, start us off what's the best rivalry.
4: Well, I'm going to go with the uh, Yankees-Red Sox rivalry from the early 2000s. Look, prior to 99 as a Yankee fan, I didn't really consider this true rivalry. I'm sure the Parley kid didn't consider this a rivalry either because we always seemed to win. But it wasn't until the early 2000s where it got nuts. I mean, you had the 2003 series with Aaron, the Aaron Boone home run. You had when, when Pedro killed Don Zimmer that same year, rest in peace, Zimmer. <laughs> uh that's really what started it you had the Jeter play into the stands I think that was 2004 you had the Yankees choke job in 2004 but you know you had Clement you had Pedro you had Schilling in 2004 you had Pettit there was just so many storylines uh there it was just it was just that's that's when I feel like the rivalry between the Yankees and Red Sox although they've had it for 100 years it seems like that really when yeah. it
0: started. Yeah, brother, Brian, I'm, I'm with you. That's who I was going to pick too. Right there in the mid uh, early mid 2000s, right there. Um, I think you forgot a Rod and Veritec fight. Wasn't that 2004? That was that,
4: <laughs> that was, was a big moment. <laughs>
0: and you know, first of all, I'm coming from perspective. I don't like either team. Uh, I work with people from both sides who are just uh, just so arrogant. You, you just I'm, I'm on your side here, Harry. Y- Yankees, Red Sox. There's nowhere to root, but. I will say, each game's five hours long. Back then, it Seems like seems to be the same. Five hours, no pitching. For some reason, doesn't st- set up. When you had Pettit and Clemens back then, uh, it was a little different. But it always seemed to be five hours anyway. And Clemens, it's a big thing, Clemens. He's, he's the Red Sox savior. Is the best thing they'd ever seen since uh, Cy Young and, and Babe Ruth. And yet, he comes back as a Yankee. Absolutely destroys um, Red Sox fans, win or lose. So, yeah, that's my pick as well. Uh, Parley kid. I know, I know you're a big fan you know, Yankees. It's fine. Brother Bry's right. Like Yankees, Red Sox. You see the Bucky Dent homer in your head over and over, but they just kind of dominated in the seventies. Yeah. What, what are you picking?
2: Well, yeah, that, that's, that's the truth. I mean, the rivalry has heated up over the last uh, decade or so. Um, but so I'm going to go with the field here. So, uh, I got right. a really good, uh, five-year stretch here, almost really like a four-year stretch, and this is more of an individual rivalry. I wish we were we were we were around at this time, but uh, we, we would have to really uh, study the old fight tapes uh, to watch this, which mm-hmm. we have. Uh, and this is the rivalry of uh, Ali oh, and yeah. Frazier, probably maybe the greatest uh, boxing rivalry of all time, and. When you're talking about a rivalry in boxing, it really doesn't get better than that, right? Mono, imano, uh, it's, you know the combat, one-on-one, you can't beat that type of rivalry. Uh, and when we look at this rivalry, Sal, uh, you had two polar opposite types of people, it seems like, right? Uh, Ali was the graceful, larger-than-life character, and Frazier was that blue-collar, no-nonsense type of fella. Uh, and it's made, made, really made for some great dynamics. Uh, you know, when, when Ali, Sal, dodged uh, the draft, or you know, if you want to say he dodged the draft, or, however you want to put it, you know, Frazier came to his defense when people were criticizing mm-hmm. him. And then when they went to fight, here Ali is calling Frazier like an Uncle Tom and uh, too ugly to be a champ, these type of things. And, well, we know what Ali was really doing there. He's really hyping that, the fight up. But it really did hurt Frazier. Uh, It really did cut him pretty deep. So this was a three-fight. This trilogy was was absolutely fantastic. In 1971, Frazier won a very close, unanimous decision in MSG, followed in 1974 in a non-title fight where Ali beat Frazier in a close, unanimous decision, followed by the great epic Thriller in Manila in 1975, where Ali ended Frazier... Mm -hmm. Uh, where Frazier did not come out in the 15th round, his trainer, Eddie Futch, stopped the fight, which Frazier begged him not to, begged him not to, but with the left eye, with the right eye closed and the left eye partially blinded as it was, which we learned later that uh, they knew going into that fight, he could not see Futch stopped the fight, which, again, was a great fight. And you want to know a little tidbit about yeah. this rivalry, son? This was the era I didn't realize. Do you know that HBO... Had pay per view for that fight in nineteen seventy five in thriller in Manila. I I didn't know that. No idea.
0: I thought it was unbelievable. Little little
2: tidbit there for you. Wow. And they had some closed circuit, but that was the dawn. really the dawning of the uh, that era right there with pay per view as well. Five hundred thousand views on pay per view, but one one billion views worldwide with uh, the closed circuit TV too. So that's really to me the greatest. There was true hatred at least on Frazier's side, towards Ali. There was some really true hatred uh, towards each other. You don't see that in sports too much anymore, no. Sal. So. You no, really you don't.
0: You like, us and Harry, and that's it. That's us versus Harry. But, yeah, you don't see it in sports, really. No, you're right. Uh, I'm, I'm Wow, I'm looking now. Like uh, Larry Merchant was a spry um, six, 71 years old back then. It's amazing. And you're right. That thriller, he was the biggest hype man in all the sports, Ali. God bless him and uh, Frazier was unfortunate yep. that the word gorilla rhymed with Manila, and he was labeled the gorilla, and he just, he, yeah, you're right, he hated him. I think two of the fights, they both ended up in the hospital there and for the night um, right by each other, which uh, it's almost almost cinematic. Yeah. But, yes, I would say one-on-one, you talk about just athletes competing yeah. one-on-one, that's the best five-year stretch for any, yep. for any of you. Yeah. Oh. Pretty good. No, Harry, what are you gonna go with? Are you gonna go with uh Michigan Ohio State, Hayes Shembek or uh you're gonna go uh Magic and, and Bird? What are you gonna do?
3: I'm gonna go Magic and Bird, Lakers Celtics when the NBA was good at nine to one. Uh I think this is huge value actually at nine to one. They met three times in the mid to late eighties. I mean so many legendary names, so many Hall of Famers. That's all the fans wanted in the mid-80s, especially with Magic and Bird rivalry that started in college. Just major moments in these series, too. Like in 84, um, you had the Heat game, if you remember. There was no AC in the Boston Garden. The game was played at 97 degrees. Celtics won that championship uh, in 85. The Seas win game won by 34. They put up 148 in their attempt to repeat. But L.A. came back and won four out of five. Kareem was named MVP at 38 years old. And in 87, the Lakers did it again, win four games to two. In game four, the Celtics were up 16 in the third at home. But L.A. came back and won on Magic's memorable junior Mm -hmm. skyhook. I mean, there's so many memories. It was great back then. I mean, me and Parlay Kid talked, too, about uh, McHale and the Chief, the Chief. Robert Parrish, Kareem, just posting up demanding the ball down low in the post. We don't see any of that anymore. It's all three-pointers. It's a shame because if people haven't seen it, if people younger than us uh, haven't seen that series, pull it up somewhere on YouTube or whatever. Lakers-Celtics was fantastic in the 80s. Mm. It
0: was they, a lot of fun. Yeah. They tried to revive it a few years ago. Kobe's, you know, later in his career. You now, uh, Metta World Peace was part of that team. Not the same. Uh, there was pretty good, you know, hatred between the fan bases, but... Not the same kind of thing, I, but I think like uh, what the one the Lakers won, it was probably like 170 points scored combined in the game six and seven. It was crazy. Uh, I'm with you there. That was a lot of fun. I like that Harry says a lot of value in nine to one. He still thinks we could bet these. You can't really bet these, Harry. This just, is just for fun. Um, Tate, I know I know which way you're going with this, so just lay it, lay it. Yeah, on. it's
1: pretty easy. Yeah. I'll lay it on you. A hundred years, you know, I like the history of it all. So January 24th, 2020, that'll be a hundred years of UNC Duke uh, officially on the books. And since 1949, 1950 season, they've played 179 times. There is uh, just a 22 point difference between uh, the two teams and all those matchups. But you mentioned five years. If I had to look for, you know, five years to really point to, uh, I would point from like 90, 91 to around like 95, 96. And obviously during that span, if you love the Fab Five, you know, the Duke. And North Carolina both knocked off the Fab Five in back-to-back years in 92 mm-hmm. and 93. And then if you really like, uh, you know, the previews before the games, and we all remember the shot that Capel hit uh, to force double overtime in 95 with Rashid and Stackhouse on the court. And, uh, of course, Carolina won that game. No one likes to talk about that, but they did win that one, 102-100 double overtime. But uh, that span of time from around, like, 91 to 96, I think uh, it was the best rivalry. That it continues fun. to be the best rivalry. I yeah. can't believe... I can't believe Michigan, Ohio State is, uh, they have the best odds. I'm, it's I'm funny shocked
0: because, uh, oh, yeah, no, I know. There's no value. Harry will tell you there's no value. So stay away from that. Don't bet it. But uh, yeah, I think I was <laughs> off a little because you want to include Michael Jordan, but even then, I, eight, late 80s, I, I shouldn't say me, the captain was off. Late 80s, ni- early 90s doesn't catch it. 93, you want to beat Leitner and Hurley. You want to be, that, that's the team, right? That's the team you just hate yes. to death.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, Grand Hill, Hurley, Leitner, all those guys. And I think that was, you know, obviously Coach K in '95 faked the back injury and missed the whole season. And Carolina had a great year, but they still had that great moment uh, in that February game when Capel hit the shot. And we obviously see that every year. So I think it becomes the pinnacle of the rivalry. There's that, that, that time when coach k finally kind of got over the hump you know and kind of became the new young guy on the block and was going at you know dean smith's neck at the end of his career so i would say that's the most uh, pivotal time of the rivalry just between coach k and coach smith so uh, and while I, I would was take stackhouse
0: those five years. against Leitner, uh, yep. hurley although that was 93 grand hill that was like right th- they all played each Grant other, hill,
1: right? yeah yeah not- yeah, 92, yeah, yeah. And then 95 was the year when uh, when it was with uh, Stackhouse and Wallace going against...
0: Uh, Parlay Kid and Harry, the, the Parlay Kid came yep. and visited us in Oswego for the Final Four weekend. I think it was that year, right? Parlay Kid. Was it Indiana? Who was playing? Harry, you'll remember.
3: It was uh, it was Cincinnati. Michigan? Huggins and Van Axel. Yes.
2: Yeah, it was yeah. the Michigan years, right, Sal? So with uh, the Fans oh, So that, five, was Mich- I believe, that was Michigan. That right? was
0: Michigan North Carolina no, final, right? That was leading into that. That was the Saturday before that.
2: That was.
1: That right. was ninety okay. three.
3: That's what that was. Hey, what have
0: been Cincinnati and Memphis in the, that final four? Memphis? Oh, did Memphis yeah. lose to? Uh... I I think
3: Memphis remember. too. Memphis, Cincinnati, Not and right. two others. I will right. say, UNC Duke
0: was the hardest to pinpoint four or five years in there because it's just been—they've been at each other's throats for forever, and it's—it's it's been entertaining forever. So, uh, anyway, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live, like a captain. Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, let's take another break, and then we'll get back with the fellas' best bets in a segment we call Sharp Tank. Hey, guys, I'm teaming up with FanDuel to give you a chance to play fantasy football against me, Bill Simmons, a sportsish guy, and the generate trifecta. And the best part, the winner gets to fly out to Puerto Rico to be our official correspondent for FanDuel's World Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals. You'll get an all-expense-paid trip to enjoy four days' worth of WFFC events in Puerto Rico and get to be part of all the action. Just go fanduel.com ringer to enter and draft your Week 1 fantasy team before the games kick off on Sunday. I haven't fully filled out my lineup, but I can tell you I have Leonard Fournette in there. So stay away from him. He's all mine. And remember, you can play against me, Bill, in the degenerate trifecta in the Ringer Listener League of FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com Ringer to enter now. That's FanDuel.com Ringer. All right, we're back. Lots of bets on the board. Oh, it's so much better. I mean, remember in July, we're waiting with picking golf, we're trying to find like soccer games, but now there's a hundred college games to choose from. There's 16 pro. There is still the US Open. Oh, Federer just killed me yesterday. Just killed me. Just gave up. I, I think he I, I said I think he had like a fantasy draft in the middle of the fourth set or something because he just he just gave it up. But anyway, that's at your disposal. There's MMA. Let's start it out with the parlay kid. They're each gonna give me their bets and I am going to buy one. I'm gonna go along yep. with it and hopefully we put together a nice record uh, for 2019. Parlay kid, what's your best bet?
2: Boy, Sal, it's so tempting for me to take like a five or 16 parlay this week.
0: It's so, hard so week tempting one, though. It's to really hard.
2: do that. But that's what exactly. Sal. like, so I want to keep it simple week one. Like I did last year, last year, Sal, week one sounds strange. Now I went Cincinnati money line wow. over the Colts. How weird is that? In Indy and it hit, since he won, I can't really remember mm. what my rationale was for that. Maybe I thought the Bengals were going to be pretty good, but that was my week one pick last year. Um, this year, though, I'm going to do a two team parlay sale. I'm going to do a local team, the Jets at minus one fifty. Uh boy, I feel like this is such. I I know you can't go by one game, but boy, oh boy, do the Jet fans really want this game? There's a good buzz right now around the Jets. Uh, with with the new coach and uh, Donald uh, Donald having a really good preseason. Maybe not so much in the games, but they're saying in practice, he looks absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Le'Veon Bell making his Jet debut. Uh, The Jet fans feel really good about this team, and they're playing what, at least on paper I think right now, is a mediocre Bills team at best. At best, with again, another young quarterback in his second year, Looking to make uh, that next leap, so I I think the Jets, though, just on 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 the vibe that's going out, the crowd is going to be ferocious. I really like the Jets just to win that money line at minus one fifty. Let's take them, and let's combine them with the Cowboys at minus three thirty. Sal, I I don't see the Cowboys. Boy, what would what would we be saying if the Cowboys lost this game, Sal? Right. This to me, they got to get off to. They they have a chance to get off to a three and zero start here starting with this game against the Giants and an old Eli Manning, but a game Eli Manning. I've never been anti-Eli, no matter what Harry says. I've actually been more pro-Eli than Harry has been over the years regarding regarding him. But I just don't think he can really get the job done here against this Cowboy defense. And if you add the two up, Jets minus 150, Cowboys minus 330. It's a plus 117 yeah. parlay. I like it. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, Parlay Kid, you asked, "What are we going? What would we do if the Cowboys lost this week?" Well, that would be it. You and I would have to step aside from the podcast. It would be Tate. It would be Brother Bry. It'd be uh, Harry. (laughs) Those those would be the degenerate trifecta, and they would uh, alternate hosting because I can't. I wouldn't.
1: And and the rest and and the rest of the odd sharks team, of course, course, right? God
0: bless.
3: And you and and of course you take too though. Yeah, of course. Thanks, well, sir. Appreciate
0: it. Um, all right, I'll get back to that one, uh, Parlay Kid. Let's hear uh, Brother Bry's best bet.
4: You know, football is back when Parlay Kid does his ten minute parlay. <laughs> There's
0: only two teams too, <laughs> and it's minus three
3: thirty favorite. <laughs> minus three thirty favorite. <laughs> uh,
4: all right. So uh, sharp, thing to be. I, I love. I mean, we love it. But the first week of the football season is definitely the hardest. I scroll through like. A 1,000 games, 10,000 times. I cut it down to 10, to 5, to 1. It, it's hard. It gives me anxiety. It's ridiculous, especially the first week. But I'm going to go with Texas, plus 6.5. Look, I'm a big LSU fan this year. I think they're going to be good, but this line seems way too high. I just can't go against Tom Herman as an underdog. The guy is 13-2-1 against the spread in his last 16 as an underdog. They're 5-1-1 and in their last seven at home. Look, I, I trust Sammy E in this game to at least keep it close. He already had that great game against Georgia last year. So, you know, he has that experience in this tough game. You would expect maybe the SEC would be a little bit too much for him, but it wasn't last year. I'm going to say it's not this year, especially at home. So I think in this type of game, if Sammy Ian Ingram can run effectively, LSU is not necessarily the best against the run. So I think they can keep this close. Again, to me, the spread is just too large, a a six-and-a-half for a guy like Tom Herman, who's so good as an underdog. I think it should be probably more like three and a half, four, um, but I know the sharks were all over it at that right. number. But um, yeah, six and a half to be is just way too high. So I all love right. that. All uh, right,
0: and Harry, finish it off. I don't think there's any golf for you, Harry this yeah, week, right? Uh, oh,
3: no, there is. There's there's the European uh, uh, Porsche Classic, I believe. But I'm gonna. I did like a couple actually matchups in that, but I'll I'll pass on you. the golf Thanks. this week. Okay, I'll pass. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to go with college football where uh, uh, my bread and butter was last year. I had a nice run. Maybe I think it was like 17-3. How'd that
2: go last week? (laughs) Uh,
3: Last week was a little rough. A little rough last week. I couldn't get anything rolling. So so this week I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with a total. I'm going to take the Nebraska-Colorado game to go over 64. Uh, Look, impressively, Colorado scored 52 points last week. That's for a team that was predicted to win only four and a half games this season. Uh, not impressively, however, they gave up over 500 yards to Colorado State. 500 to Colorado State, who was 3-9 and nine last year. Uh, Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez, I believe, gets his head out of his butt. He was horrendous last week against South Alabama. Got outplayed by the South Alabama quarterback. Head coach Scott Frost, I think, gets his team to wake up. Uh, wide receiver J.D. Spielman gets on track. He only had like 36 yards last week. He's supposed to be all conference. I think they just go in there get it done nebraska puts up big points colorado's defense is really soft nebraska bounces back big time in boulder colorado will get theirs too but i see nebraska just putting it to colorado 45 33 over 64 you get it by about 10 to 15 points all
0: right i'm gonna say something right now and this may not bode well for everybody i like all three of these bets i really do I like. Uh, I had Colorado State on something last week, and I, I felt like they could score every drive. And then, then they tailed off at the end, and there's just too much firepower for Colorado. I think you're right about Martinez. I think he, he stunk. He at what they have like 276 total yards. I don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah,
2: for a guy who runs the ball. It's six yeah. yards rushing.
0: That was a Harry Heisman, Heisman
2: pick, by the way. Another Harry Heisman. Heisman Someone's got to keep track. Way. It. Someone oh, on no, Twitter
0: no, listens no. to oh. us. Keep yeah, track all yeah, Harry Heisman, well. Heisman picks because it, it's Bruce, getting. He, it, it,
3: Wow, that's one of 11 guys, but I only touted him. This is now
0: – this is like you now playing 20 numbers in the roulette wheel and one of them hits, and you're like, you see? you folding your arms and doing a dance around the table. I don't, I don't know. It's getting, it's getting to be a lot. But uh, I'm – I, like, I do like the pick, though, Harry. I like that over. Um, Brother Brian, I, you say it should be three, three-and-a-half, LSU. It, it, I think it did open at three, three-and-a-half, like a month or a month-and-a-half ago. Like when Yeah, I it was. Yeah, special yeah. games. Yeah. Um, Column
2: there? I actually think it was two at one time, Sal. Yeah. Two, two and a half yeah, at one crazy. time. That's yeah. um, yeah. crazy. You know, both they teams, start they, start they, they outscored
0: little. their terrible opponents last week, 100 to 17. So you can't really go by that. Louisiana Tech, Georgia Southern. But uh, right, Texas 6 2 against the spread in the last eight non conference, 10 2 1. Excuse me if you already said this, against spread in the last 13 as an underdog. I think they're going to swarm defensively. I think LSU is going to have trouble running the ball. And I think. Sammy E is gonna have to make one big throw down the stretch to cover and maybe win. I like that, but Parlay Kid, I think I'm gonna go with you. I'm riding with you. I have too much uh, emotionally and everything else. I've been talking mm. about the Cowboys for months now mm. in this game. I think that's a gimme at uh, home. They, they beat them up. They beat the Giants up. It's too much. And I think the Jets... You know what's funny about the Jets? You guys are too close to it being in New York. I look at the Jets as the Browns in the AFC East. They got all the nice, shiny toys, but you don't hear you don't hear them bragging. You don't hear the bravado. They're kind of just going about their business and doing their thing, getting their team ready for uh, opening yeah. week. So yeah. I know you guys, you get a different perspective being in there in New York, but this is a big no, game.
2: That's pretty accurate, Sal. They really... see. That's I think that's accurate. They seem very businesslike. Yeah. The Jets, yeah, they really I think do. like
0: both them and the, the Bills get to eight wins. So this is a this is a big game. I know that Buffalo ends up making everybody, especially me, look bad when they play. But I think this is a Jet win at home. Yeah, and I know it's a <laughs> Cowboy win at home. And I like the plus one seventeen. Yeah, 117. yeah Paul I think, Kidd, I'm going with you. Yeah, and I think the
2: yeah I think the Bills sell at two and four in their last six. Uh, with uh, against the Jets, uh, against the spread as well, two and four, record-wise, and against the spread against the Jets, and that's when the Jets have been pretty bad. So, uh, this is another gotcha. little thing to take. To like that, any so. of
0: these or any of uh, any of yours, uh, you could date one of these guys or go out on your own. It's up to you.
1: I I will say this: I uh, in in honor of Parlay Kid bringing back the long parlays and and letting us know and the world yeah. know <laughs> that the NFL is back. I'm going to go with the Parlay Kid also.
2: Wait till
0: I get to the
3: 16 parlays, oh, guys. I can't oh, wait. That's what I was
0: worried about, but I will say this um, money line wise, <laughs> the big favorites in the NFL, cause I was looking at like the Eagles and I, I do like Seattle to roll, but the, yeah. the against the spread, they're like seven and 17 in opening week. If you lay nine or more points, something like that. I think they yep. win um, like 19 and five or something, something like that. But against the spread, they it's go. rough with the big uh, favorites. Not that that matters in any, anything you pick, but uh, all right. Let's go for the plugs. Harry, I know you have a million plugs. We're doing this gold nugget contest, right?
3: Yeah, uh, we'll get the lines either later tonight or tomorrow. I'll send them to you guys. And, uh, seven, Like I said, seven picks. Uh, Odd Sharks is uh, hooking us up uh, at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas. Um, seven picks, college or pro, spread only. So uh, I guess uh, at some point when we'll get these lines and we send them in. I'll post them on Twitter, all our picks if Thank you want. You. Right. Brian, I
0: think we saw what I sent you something or you sent me something that said there's only, they expect only 300 entries in this pool and they pay uh, like one of us really could have a opportunity to, to do well in this, right? Yeah, I think we only got like 320 the last
4: year and they're only expecting like 300 or, or around the same. So yeah, well we got We got a small chance. And how many did Why they not? pay out? Was it hard? Oh, it's hard to tell. Right? for yourself, <laughs> no. Well, I think it's, uh, I, the think top 20 it's like, payout, I think it's right? le- yeah, 11 to 20 just pretty much get their money right. back um, and then I think the top, yeah, it's 40% for the yeah. winners. Alright, let's that. get our and money then, back and
0: uh, Harry, you're at AAO yeah, Harry, yeah. right? Yeah. There Perfect you go. Uh, Parlay kid, what do you have going on?
2: <laughs> well, so I'm at the Chalk Talker and uh, I'll be traveling up to uh, Rochester this weekend for my son's first football game uh against Case Western Harry you know where that's located
3: I got accepted there no lie I, no lie. I can't
2: that's a very good academic school I really I got are accepted you sure? at
3: Case Western University
2: in Cleveland Ohio right it's it's outside of uh Cleveland I believe, I, believe I do, I do right? believe it's it's, it's it's there in that area well
3: One nice of job Harry. Schools I got accepted there. <laughs> And that includes community
0: colleges, though. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I remember, I would say, oh, my I, I would say that Harry is lying here, but I do remember a tweet uh, last week. It said, "Hey, just for the record, I got uh, accepted to Case Western at Odd Shark." So I, I think he is telling the truth there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, a lot of fun. Uh, my son Kyle's making a transition from. Uh, as he played quarterback in his high school days, it looks like he's a uh, oh. wide receiver now. So, uh, uh, I think he's working hard in his new yeah. position and, uh, his uh, coach, coach John, coach Johnson is, uh, really helping him out. And, uh, head coach Martinovich is a, um, you know, preaching the right things every day with these guys. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'd like to maybe give out a little shout out to a player of the week, every week, uh, as we go sure. along to those guys up there and uh, it's division three, but, uh, these guys still work. I, I can't. The, the amount of time and uh, that they put into it, it's been uh, ultra Excellent. impressive. Uh-huh. So it uh, should be fun. Let's uh, I'll nice. let you know all how right. it
0: goes. Uh, we'll look forward to that. You And know, when you said your son made a transition, I had no idea what was coming next. But, uh, all right, quarterback to wide receiver. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Brother Brian, Brother Bri, what's going on with you? <laughs>
4: Oh yeah, Matt D. Brother Bry. I will say, Parlay Kid is going to have a lot of driving over the next uh, what two, three months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six About, hours ten About Ten, ten, ten six weeks. About ten, ten. weeks. Ten weeks. Yep. Uh, yep. So, yeah. It'll be it's going to be good. It'll be a lot, but uh, yeah. Right now, as I was saying before, I have a lot of anxiety going on. We got uh, a million fantasy leagues. We got uh, this Golden Nugget thing. I'm in a ton of survivor pools. Darren, Darren convinced me to do this other huge pick pool. Um, this is before even any of the gambling, so it's just uh, it's just crazy how much we're involved in at this point in time. But uh, also this weekend you have uh, the huge fight between Khabib and Poirier. Um, I wish this wasn't in the afternoon on Saturday, taking uh, place overseas because there's going to be a lot of football on against it. Uh, luckily I have multiple TVs. But um, I know you were asking me yeah. who, I, who I would go with. I mean, Poirier, Poirier, plus 325. At this point in time, I don't think I would take any huge UFC favorite anymore. I I don't think I could jump on this line with Khabib even if it was minus 300. I do think there actually is a shot here for Poirier to win. As long as he stays away from the cage, which is kind of hard against Khabib, um, there's definitely a chance mm. in this fight that he could knock Khabib out. It's not impossible. Uh, just the way this guy presents himself, uh, Poirier, he just he seems like he's on a mission. I mean, he had one of the best years you could have uh-huh. last year in terms of the guys he beat. Granted, they weren't wrestlers like Khabib, but uh, I do think he has a shot. And at plus 325, I am I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to go that way. I would never lay the, you know, minus 400. fight. so again, yeah. happy brother Bry. Um hopefully, you know uh,
0: Brian. That, real that, quick, I I don't know if anything appeals to you. I, I thought it was weird Khabib is 2 to 1 to win by decision and also 2 to 1 to win by uh, to win by submission. Which if you had to choose one of them.
4: Uh, if I was taking Khabib here, uh poised the tough out here. Um, I would probably lean decision. To decision Okay, here. I
0: just thought those odds were interesting. All right, yeah. Master Tate, what do you have going on? Yeah.
1: Uh, not too much. we got uh, One Shining Podcast. One Shining Podcast, myself, Mark Titus. Uh, we just finished the uh, off season. We've officially decided to enter the preseason. So we've done a bunch of shows that have been uh, off the rails, to say the <laughs> least, but they've been fun. And now we're going to start watching basketball again and start talking about basketball. So we're excited about that. And then, of course, against of lot right. every and single week.
0: Do you know anything more? We're, we're going to learn about this FanDuel contest. I'm going to figure it out. I know we're competing, and someone beats us and goes to Puerto Rico. But uh, we will... Um, we plugged it earlier, and we're going to – I don't know. Harry, are you going to go to Puerto Rico? Simmons was asking me about this. Um. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Too busy. I got a job
0: now. You I got too busy. Well, well, I didn't know you had a job. Where are you working now? <laughs> you could write from Puerto Rico, Harry. You could, you could do it. I know you can uh, all right, thanks, Tate. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Cousin Sal, watch, lock it in Monday through Friday, four thirty to five thirty Eastern on FS1. Jimmy Kimmel Live, eleven thirty-five tonight, and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Master Tate Frazier. I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. Nine, nine, nine. Today's episode is brought to you by Floor & Decor. Floor & Decor is where the pros go for tile, wood, stone, and installation materials. But the best part about Floor & Decor is their pro services and loyalty reward program. From the dedicated pro hotline to the exclusive pro app, your Floor & Decor team is just a touch away. Visit FloorAndDecor.com today to find the location nearest you.